The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bear down, baby. That's it. Bears fans, this is Take the North with your hosts, David Hall. The hits principle is corny, old-fashioned, and all that. But you know what? These guys are buying in. And Dan Weeder. I get criticized all the time for being negative in my coverage of the Chicago Bears. And I tell people, again, it's my 10th season. I have covered one winning season and zero playoff victories. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast. We are here on the Odyssey app. You can get us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I am David Haw, along with Dan Reeder from the Chicago Tribune. Talking Bears, going to be here all year, our first season of doing this, but we have been here for a long time covering this franchise and there's news over the weekend that we are going to break down Roquan Smith ended his holdout or was it a hold in or whatever you want to call it Dan contract impasse protest how did you describe it in the paper and what did you make of what we heard Saturday well first of all I'm glad to see that you are back and safe and sound from Las Vegas it's good to see you back in uh, in good spirits it looks like you got some sun while you're out there so good job on that and, and way to get back safely obviously Saturday was a busy day it was one of those Saturdays in August where you say okay this is just going to be an in and out quick practice at Hallis Hall and then Roquan's back on the practice field which changes the dynamics of the entirety of the day and the entirety of the week what we heard was a player who had run out of options right and a player who was basically told that his trade request had been declined his uh the numbers that he wanted in his contract had been declined you play for us or you don't play at all and so roquan was back practicing interesting uh exchange for roquan to get up and, and take questions for nine minutes he shared a lot in those nine minutes, David, but I think what we've seen here is that this is uh, not necessarily a mess that's been 
cleaned up, but maybe just pushed into the corner for now, right? And now it's going to be really interesting to see how both sides handle this, the relationship part of it, the production and performance part of it going forward here in a situation that obviously, as you heard from Roquan's comments over the weekend, is still relatively unresolved, even with him returning to practice. It's a fluid situation. It's an ongoing story. This is more of a comma than it is a period. And I think that's what's interesting. I do have many thoughts about what we heard and what this means. I want to hear from Roquan. I think it's important for people to do the same. You might have thoughts on what you think about it. Let us know on Twitter. I'm at David Haw. Dan is at at Dan Weeder, W-I-E-D-E-R-E-R. Or you can just go to our Take the North podcast uh, Twitter site. It's at Take the North pod. And you can let us know what you think because – There's plenty of opinions out there, what this means to Ryan Pohl's big picture, what this means to the Bears in terms of this season. I think overall, let's just get started. This means that this first year of Matt Eberflus training camp, the preseason, can move on without having this dark cloud hanging over. It doesn't mean it's going away. It just means it's, you know, but the focus goes back to football. And that was the that was a hope, the hope, I think, when Roquan Smith, Dan, met the media on Saturday of all days. It was after uh, a practice, and I and I think that it was good that he chose to go this route. But he made clear that there would be no more negotiations. Are you oh saying you. that you will not consider any more offers from the Bears? Um, there's there's no more offers at this time, and I don't think there will be any during the season. My fo- focus has shifted to this season, so that's what I'm focused on right now. Just this season, it's been an amazing four years, and hey, five. Why not make it a little more special? So that's my plan. Your full intention then is. If I'm, I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly, is to play this season and then leave. My full intention to play this season and whatever happens, happens, you know, and whatever it is I have to go through this season, I'll do it chin up, chest out, sunsets, no regrets, baby. You said the process was was very distasteful, to say the least. How was the process distasteful? Uh, I think it was just more so when not coming into an agreement when I feel like I've busted my ass so long here, you know, and not being rewarded. Um was something I thought I was rightfully rightfully deserved uh, in a sense. It's like, hey, you bust your ass, you make it, you make it rewarded in a sense. But hey, that's that. I'm moving moving past it now, and I'm focused on the season and going out there and enjoying the time with my guys because that's who I, you know, truly care about. That was pretty honest, Dan. Pretty candid, and that sounds like a motivated Roquan Smith. What was your first reaction? Yeah, chin up, chest out, sunsets, no regrets, baby. That's that's the best way for Roquan to approach the 2022 season going forward. I do think that Roquan has the gear to be able to put this in the the, the back of his mind going forward and, and to be able to go out there and play hard and play the way he's capable of playing and, and, and not let this sort of affect his mood, his mindset, his ability to contribute to this team the way they need to see him contribute. I go back. To, to, to January when when Bill Polian was brought in, right, to to look at the situation that the Bears were in before even Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy were fired. And, and Bill Polian identified a lack of blue chip talent on this roster, right? He said you need about 10 to 12 of these guys that are blue chippers to win a championship. The Bears at that time, I think he identified, had, had like five or six. And that was when Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, and Allen Robinson were still on the roster, right? And so now we know how void of talent this roster is. Roquan is one of these guys that can be a building block. Well, is he going to be a building block or is he just going to be a placeholder based on what's going on with the future, right? It, with, with, with what the the fracture and this back and forth has, has created – 
is Roquan a part of this team's long-term plans from here? That's going to be really interesting to see, or whether it's just he goes out and plays in 2022, shows the rest of the league what he can do, and, and potentially sign somewhere else. The franchise tag has, has been mentioned a number of times as an option for the Bears in 2023, but it's an expensive option. And my thoughts on that is if you're not willing to meet Roquan at his number here, I'd be surprised that you'd be willing to you know go north of $20 million for a season for him as opposed to just flipping the page. I, I think I understand what you're saying there. And I would say this, in the context of this entire conversation and the evaluation of what Roquan Smith means to the Bears and is, is worth in the league yeah. is, could change, could change in 17 weeks, 18 weeks. And it, it could change over the course of the season because that's what I liked about what he said is whatever happens, happens. He didn't say, I'm never going to sign a long-term contract with the Bears. He didn't say I'm going to walk into free agency and refuse to play for the the franchise tag. I think that he said he's going to remain open-minded, even though he may be ticked off now. You just don't know, Dan. How many times have we seen things change over the course of a season? And and I feel like this was almost like a mature response. And last week, I think I said last time we met was, okay, Roquan, somebody – there needs to be an adult in the room that tells Roquan Smith to to end this and figure things out and just play – and figure things out later. And I think what he found out, the adult in the room was the guy looking at him in the mirror. I mean, this was a very strong move by Roquan Smith to say, let's play football and worry about the details later. Well, we don't know if it was the man looking in the mirror or if it was the boss saying, hey, you know those fines that we can threaten you with? Guess what? They're going to start Monday, right? Like they're going to start Saturday. They're going to start as soon as possible. Right. So, so it it may not be Roquan sort of taking the mature route as, as opposed to just taking the route that is the only route that he can take without losing all this money. What makes this complicated for you and I, David, is we don't know at this stage what we, we know there's a Canyon, right? We know there's a Canyon between the two sides in this case, but we don't know what the bears offered and we don't know what, what Roquan asked. And so we had a chance to, to kind of touch on that subject Saturday with Roquan. Here's some of what he had to say on that. I see myself at a, a number, and they see me at a number, and it was hey, we we couldn't we couldn't agree, we can agree to disagree, but hey, I would never accept a bad deal. Like I pretty much said, I would never accept a deal that I don't feel like is worth what I'm worth. Are you willing to share the number? Uh, no. Why not? Because it's, it, it wasn't the number that I needed, nor what that I wanted. I mean, it was a one-year question, though. I mean, your number. My number, it, it wasn't it wasn't what they what it, it their, my number and their number was not the same, and. That's that's pretty much all I can say on that. Is your number more than any other uh, off the linebackers been paid? Um, well, yeah, I definitely. Like five five years, six years, I, I would probably think so. Yeah. So Dan, let, let's a quick aside here. From a very uh, journalistic standpoint, we both have covered teams and contract negotiations for a long time and had other situations. How surprised are you? that that number that everybody's talking around and he refuses to reveal, how surprised are you that that number hasn't leaked? Well, yeah, David, I'm I'm surprised that that neither side is willing to sort of shed light to strengthen their case, right? It, obviously, both sides feel very firmly that they're in the right in this situation, and it seems like it would be really easy to provide more clarity on this situation if one side 
were to offer one of those numbers, right? The, the two numbers we don't know. Again, it's a, it's a canyon between the two numbers right now. It seems to me that the Bears feel very confident that they offered Roquan something that they see as fair in the context of how the league views him as a talent, in addition to how you know they view him as a talent. And Roquan obviously wants something greater, wants to be rewarded as, as the highest paid off-the-ball linebacker in the NFL. It goes back to some of the things we've talked about for a month now, that there's a difference between being a really, really good player, which I think the Bears consider him to be, and being a league superstar, right? And so I think that's where these requests are right now. Here's the offer. We're going to reward you as a really, really good player. Sorry, sir. I would like to be paid as a superstar. Canyon, impasse, hold in. And now here we are with, with this thing being put on hold, really probably until uh, at, the, at the very earliest January. The last thing I thought that he addressed was also very interesting because in his trade demand, and it was a demand, it was a statement, it was eloquent, it seemed like it was crafted well in advance. Maybe he had some help, maybe he didn't. But it seemed as if he was making a plea to ownership directly, to George McCaskey, to the entire McCaskey family, and and this was what he was asked in, in regard to that. In your statement, you mentioned the possibility of ownership getting involved in these negotiations. Were you disappointed that they did not? Obviously, Poles is new here, but maybe you felt you would have some more loyalty from ownership. Were you disappointed that they didn't get involved? And then how do you reconcile going out and representing an organization that you feel personally disrespected you? Oh, wow. Great question. But um, I would say um, my uh, loyalty lies uh, with the uh, city of Chicago, you know, the loyal, loyal fans here, the guys in the locker room who I – Put, go, put blood, sweat, and tears on the line with uh, each and every day, each and every week. So I'm more so focused on those guys and doing, being the best guy I can be for those guys because that's what matters at the end of the day, and that's what you have when this is all said and done. David, you, you hear there uh, a guy who has to sort of shift the lens that he's looking at this through, right? And, and it was very uh, interesting there, I think, that he emphasized his loyalty to Bears fans and the guys in the locker room. That's obviously a, a, a pretty big exclamation point statement about how he currently feels about the people at the top of the front office, Ryan Poles uh, being the, 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 the headliner of that list. And so it's going to take all of Roquan's professionalism to, to sort of put that aside and not let that impact who he is as a football player, who he is as a teammate. That's going to be interesting. I mean, I think Roquan's capable of doing it. I think that's where his professionalism comes in. You know, we've all been in situations where maybe we felt snubbed or underappreciated or undervalued by, 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 by our, our employers. And, and you go out and you do your best work because that's the pride you take in what you do, right? And I think Roquan has that gear to be able to do that. Let me ask you this, and it's only an opinion because there's no way either one of us are going to know the answer to this. But do you think that this resolution, if you want to call it that, or this kind of, uh, uh, I don't, it, it's sort of a truce, do you think the way that this ended in preseason will affect his willingness to play through injury knowing that he's playing for his next contract? Well, look, I think we saw that last season with Allen Robinson, right? All of a sudden, you've got a, a quad strain or a, a calf strain or a hamstring pull, and there is no incentive for you to go back out on the field for a last-place football team and, and grind through that, right? Like So that these are, are things that are, are going to factor into this without question. I think this Bears team, as we all assume, is going to be a team that's well below 500 for, for much of the year. And so you have to be able to take care of yourself, right, for your future and not put yourself in in harm's way it's a different scenario if you're playing for a championship contender and your financial uh, future is secure and so i think that's certainly going to be something that we have to keep an eye on in the months of you know november december and into january good answer keep an eye on it i think that's fair i, I ask i want to ask you this i mean from a football perspective 
is it wrong that I wonder if because he's a linebacker, he's going to have a different mentality and to these kind of knickknack, you know, tacky tic tac injuries, and then maybe a wide receiver who was a number one wideout who might have been a different stage of his career would have. And I, I have a lot of respect for Allen Robinson, but was disappointed in his approach last year. Sure, I will be equally disappointed if Roquan Smith, the tough guy that we know him to be. And he's a linebacker making every tackle. If he has this approach to not wanting to play through a quad strain that maybe, you know, he would have ordinarily. I, I wonder about that. Or is that just the meatball bear fan and everybody that says, you know what, he's a linebacker. He's tough. He'll, he'll grit it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe he will, right? And I think one of the things that's interesting in this regard is Matt Eberflew said on Saturday that, that, listen, this will linebacker position in this defense is going to present opportunities for you to be a big-time playmaker. And maybe Roquan sees that quickly, right? He gets on the field, he starts making plays in games, starts making these these headline-grabbing plays that that allow you now to, to boost your stock heading into 2023, and you become addicted to, to that, the idea of, man, every week, I'm flying around. I've got guys in front of me that are freeing me up, and I've got a chance to make game-changing plays. And so maybe that's where Roquan finds his fuel, right, and finds his rhythm and his momentum from that. It'll be really interesting to see kind of how he approaches this because it's a long road. And that's where I think the Bears have an opportunity here. And that's where I think that Ryan Poles, I, yeah, I don't want to say he declares victory, but I think this is a small win for him. Number one, because the way this started, nobody would have guessed it would have ended this way based on the clumsy way he handled it publicly. It wasn't a good day. You all remember it. We'll always remember it because of the, the mark that it left. But he stood his ground. He didn't concede. He did get his player to play this season. He's going to be motivated. And you know what? If Roquan Smith plays as well as he sounds that he's motivated, as well as he's motivated to, to play, he's going to be a Pro Bowl player. He's going to be an all pro caliber linebacker, and he might be worth the money that he's asking for. So that would be worthwhile for a team that's going to have over $100 million in cap space. Maybe they want to identify him as a building block after the season, or maybe they don't and they can't find a number and they have a franchise tag to buy them one more year. Either way, I feel like big picture, this is a good moment for Ryan Poles because you don't let one of your best players walk. You don't you don't get you don't have to trade him. You don't want to get rid of talent. And also you keeps him in the fold and it, he's a motivated player to play at a high level this year. Yeah, my last thought on this is time will tell whether the Bears did this the right way and whether it was the best possible solution to this complicated scenario. But at the very least, they certainly have handled this in a way that has allowed Ryan Poles to retain his vision for how he wants to build a championship roster, right? And so Ryan stood firm to that. He knows what he wants to do with this roster. He made decisions in, in this situation to help him stay true to that. And now it's all about following through up the road to to find other places to invest that allow you to become closer to a championship contender real quick would you tell me and caution me against phrasing this like ryan poles won this round or ryan poles this reflects well on him do you think that's overstating it uh, I don't know if it's overstating it. I just wouldn't state it any more than that, if if that's a good way to put it, right? Like, I, I wouldn't, you know, we, we, I used to talk about this. It's As a newspaper guy, you'll get this. How big is the headline, right? right you can write right, that headline. Right, just right. don't put it in 70-point font above the fold, right? It can be down here, Ryan Poles, you know, it's all about where you put the story. and where This is lower headline. right with the midweek hockey victory with the 42-point headline. This isn't screaming back page, yes. you know, Poles position. 
You know, yes. nothing like that. So remember this, because this might be a segment for Up the Road. How big is your headline is one of my favorite games to play. And so we're, we can maybe get that in on the Take the North pod uh, as we go forward. I love that. You know I'm a sucker for a good newspaper <laughs> angle. <laughs> 